tonight on a very special <laughs> Blotto Beatles. Wasn't ready for this. <laughs> it's the second anniversary Blotto Beatles Spectacular! <laughs> oh, let's go, boys. I am here. It's me, Tommy, here on a very, very special uh, work night. With my good friends, as always, A-side to my A-side, Becker, what is up, my okay. guy? I didn't expect so much pomp and circumstance. Well, here we are. You asked if I was ready for an intro. <laughs> I am ready for an intro. <laughs> uh, but on the ones and twos tonight, we have your favorite mine, the George Martin New, New England. England executive producer, Scott E.C. What's going on? twos. Let's see who vetoes what. What's up, man? <laughs> And of course, as always, we have our music supervisor, RB. That B does stand for Beatles. Good evening, RB. Thought it stood for brilliant. I mean, that's not. Well, it's a lot of things. A lot of things. Sometimes it stands for blotto. That's true. You know? Our blotto. Um, So, gents, we are here for to celebrate our second anniversary of the podcast. I think let's just start there for a second. We've been doing this. This was a COVID project. Um, it's hard to believe that in some way we are still in and out of that world of, of COVID, but life continues to at least speed back to normal and in, in maybe unhealthy ways. But um, with all that said, what does it mean, Becker, to you to have done this for two years, to have released 40-some-odd episodes? Yeah. Um, how are you feeling about that accomplishment tonight? Well, I mean, first off, I think it's amazing that we cured COVID, so... Blotto yes. Beatles really did all they could to, to take care of that. Uh, yeah, I, I step back all the time, and I'm, I'm constantly impressed. Like I feel like in the earlier episodes, we really sort of like constantly went back to being like, I can't believe people are listening. I can't believe we're still doing this project, and we're good mm-hmm. friends. And I still feel all of those things. I just don't say them as much, you know, like up until the fact that we could record during COVID and, and make this project happen. But even today, just seeing any sort of listens and people writing us a note or, or dropping us a like or any of those things, like they still they still move me a ton and keep me so excited to hop on the mic with you guys. We've had a funny hiatus of, of recording a little bit and uh, just getting together tonight. I'm like, I'm still like equally excited to continue doing this. Scotty, RB, do you have anything to add to those wonderful sentiments? Oh, I totally agree. Um it was a lot easier during COVID. <laughs> no kidding. <laughs> it was. I had a way more time to do karaoke and edit. Yeah. But if uh, people had plans, you could be like judgy about it. Be like, <laughs> what do you mean you have plans? We're in lockdown. <laughs> <laughs> We're in lockdown. <laughs> <laughs> what could you possibly be doing? Yeah. Um, but exactly what you said there, you know, where it's like whenever you, whenever we, you know, sign on and get together, I'm, I'm, also equally as excited and um, pumped to hang out and talk and, and and do this Beatles thing we do and it's it's been so cool like hearing silly stuff people say and all that stuff uh, like silly like really silly things like Tommy's right <laughs> and all that crap you know? <laughs> yeah ludicrous <laughs> clearly our fans are drinking along with us <laughs> <laughs> RB is the newest kind of. Um, official member of blotto beatles the official you've always been a member of team blotto here um since well before we started the podcast <laughs> even but uh as the most recent addition to the air i think really within the last year um it's been amazing having you i think you've added so much and especially in terms of the musical knowledge you bring and, and the sort of theory piece but any thoughts today as you're kind of moving along on this journey uh, with us i was a little overwhelmed actually when i I, I went back and looked at the list, and I was like, wow, 
this is a it's a lot of it's yeah. a lot of episodes in here. I can't wait um, to veto something. Yeah, uh, yeah exactly. <laughs> I, had, I had a lot of thinking to do. I was like, oh, I'll just I'll take a peek at the list and I'll uh, th- yeah, and then uh, yeah, it was just it's a it's a little overwhelming. Um, I'm super happy to be you know a part of this. I'm glad that you uh, that you guys opened this up for me because it's it's uh, it's been it's been uh, it's been a great time. Uh, and you know, obviously enjoyed doing the music stuff, um, and, and, and making the karaoke tracks, but, um, but I just love hanging out with you guys too. So yeah, I love happy the anniversary, the everybody. Front of house. Yeah. Right. Happy anniversary. Happy anniversary. What, what is the second year anniversary? Um, it's, it's cotton. uh, cotton. Cotton. The look. Well, the of cotton. Cut the <laughs> fabric of our fabric lives. Of our <laughs> Um, I am moving. Did you comedy? do that in the style know. of a Neville brother? Yeah, you definitely. Yeah, did. that's yeah. who sang it. It was Aaron Neville that sang that. He song. sings the Cotton song. Yeah, you didn't know. I that? didn't know that. He also sings wow. the Little People. Yeah, he definitely song. sings the Cotton song. Nice. Yeah. I, I'm glad I did such a great impression <laughs> that you picked it. it up, given that you didn't. Know I didn't know that. I was thinking uh, of it. Um, it doesn't matter. We're keeping it tight tonight. <laughs> well, speaking of cotton, I don't know if you guys see what I'm wearing right now. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Wow. Bootleg McCartney shirt. Pretty <laughs> sick. You have a weird – are you getting a weird rash from that bootleg McCartney shirt? <laughs> I did. I have this bootleg Paul McCartney tour shirt that I bought right outside Fenway Park, hanging with you dudes. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Yep. A couple of our moms. <laughs> that was great, too. My brother. Yeah. We all went and saw – Macca. We did. June 7th, Fenway yep. Park. And it did not disappoint me. <laughs> I don't know about you guys. What's um Becker, any what did you feel coming out of that show? What was your, what's your original take here? Your initial take. Yeah, say. it's funny cuz so we went to the show that was a couple weeks ago. It was the last time we hung out in person and we've sort of put a moratorium on talking about McCartney. It sort of leaked out a little bit. I think I know that Tommy and Scotty drove home from the show and I think it took them like 4 hours, so. Yeah. <laughs> I have a hard time believing that they didn't talk about McCartney despite the moratorium, <laughs> but <laughs> just I'm going to say a, a couple things about Paul, you know, I, especially going into like year two, going into year three, I guess the pod, I started it. He's, he wasn't my, he wasn't my favorite Beatle this past year. A ton has changed for me on Paul talking about songs, talking about music, listening to some other great Beatles podcasts that I love. Um, and just talking to other Beatles people. I've come around a ton on Paul come around a ton on some of the solo Paul stuff and then seeing the show really brought it all together for me like I was I was I was blown away by it you know I have strayed away from seeing Paul or seeing I had this is the first time I've seen any Beatles because I thought it would just be a pure nostalgia act and it's so interesting in that it is a nostalgia act in a way that like the majority of songs were not written before I don't you know the the height of wings right I know he plays some other stuff but the majority of songs are still the newest one is 30 years old, you know, despite for yeah. you and, and all that stuff. But I I found it really amazing. He was super compelling. He was such a showman. Like, I don't know. I, I sat there thinking so many things. But one of the biggest things was like he was just built for stardom. Like, is there any way like he was yeah. just built to be a pop star? You know, like he should be giving less. like I hope he calls Harry Styles and is like, this is how you do it. This is the blueprint because he's a master. He was up there giving it his all for two hours, 45 minutes or something. He's got a full head of hair that's just blowing in the wind. I mean, <laughs> you know, a couple of us have a decent head of hair. I'm not on that list. But, like, it was just like like it, it always looked cool. And I was like, this guy is is amazing, you know. 
spent. And along with that, to, to add to the star thing, um, believe it or not, right before the show started, I, I, I went out to the vendor and got a beer, <laughs> uh, right, you oh. know, right outside our seats. And everyone started cheering. And I looked over the railing and Paul McCartney was out on the street, one story before or below us, waving to everybody with an acoustic guitar in his hand, just like he was walking down Lansdowne Street with an acoustic guitar in his hand, hopped in like a little black van and drove off backstage. Yeah. And he was he was That's on the stage in 10 more minutes and it like clearly gone down to be like, I want to walk around people a little bit and see what's going on down there. You know, yeah, and like cool. like you're saying, that's part of the blueprint is that that modesty of being like, I want to be around everyone and, and just be part of the thing. I thought you were going to tell a different story because in, in very true blotto fashion, um, like Scott, like Tommy said, we, we brought our moms and I, I got to our seats a little bit earlier. I was sitting in front of the rest of the guys and I got to the seats a little bit earlier. Tommy and RB and Scotty were sitting behind me and they came a couple of minutes later and I heard a little bit of a commotion and suddenly Tommy walking down the aisle, he just stomps this lady's Bud Light, her like $18 Fenway Park Bud Light. It splashes up my back. I'm like, who is this guy? I look around. It's, it's, it's Tommy. And I was like, all right. Like, this is how Blotta Beatles take their seats at, at Fenway Park. She was so I, I will correct it in saying that you very generously came back around. You said, I'm sorry. I smashed someone's Bud Light. I'm going to go fix it. And you, you bought this woman a Bud Light. Of course, I, yeah. I think she was very. Yeah. When normally I would come back with two in hand for myself. <laughs> oh yeah, but you, you got lemon. You reciprocated later on. You you bought one for us later on. I appreciated that. You were like uh, so. dilly dilly. Here's your butt light. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what that means. Um, Scotty, what about you? Any like any big stuff you're walking away? First of all, Becca, your hair is just it's excellent. <laughs> like I don't know what you're talking about. I was going to bring yeah. this up. You're not creeping right. in the corners or anything. Like, Nobody here. Right. We are young and we are full headed as a yeah. pod, you know. In the head. In I the thought head. during the show at one point I was like, "Does Paul have like extensions? How does he have such like luxurious hair?" And then you're like, "Rich people can do anything." <laughs> <laughs> you know, like, you know, like, you know, but his hair like got stem like stem cells in your hair or something. Yeah. Like I, I don't mean, know. His hair was looking great. It got yeah, he sweaty awesome. though. I mean, he was out there rocking. He has he a great band with him. Yeah. Um, yep. And he, he didn't look great all the time, you know, his hair, because it was windy and all that stuff. Yeah. But he, like you said, he is an ultimate lead man, prof- you know, professional pop star, like built for it, made for it. Um, But, you know, he really performs really well. Um, His voice sounds great. I mean, he's. Oh, he just turned 80 years old. Yeah, that his I couldn't his believe. His voice sounded unbelievable. Mm-hmm. And I want to, Scotty, I don't want to interrupt too much, but I heard people complaining about his voice and saying he kind of lost his fastball or something. And yeah. like I, I, before the show. Um, so I was a little concerned about that. And you hear moments where his band is supporting him maybe a little more than they used to in, in different yeah. parts. You know, they're adding, they're doubling, something like that. But it's not like... And I feel bad even saying this because I love the artist. It's not like Brian Wilson, though, where you've got the wonderments basically singing the yeah, whole yeah. thing and Brian occasionally like piping in a word or yeah. two. Like Paul is the lead oh, vocalist yeah. up there. He's, the the band. he's yeah. killing it. And are we not adjusting our expectations just a little bit that he's giving us this much? Like, you know, yeah. I don't, yeah. you know. I will say, um, in addition to all those compliments, <laughs> you know, being, being yeah. far away at a stadium like that, 
the, yes. the, the, yeah, the yeah, sound yeah. system did oh not perform at a level that I I had hoped it would. Yeah. Um, and that's it's a tough thing. I'm not I'm not blaming anyone or or knocking anyone, but you know, certain frequencies and certain stuff overpowered other things and winds and all that stuff. I would have loved to have gotten a killer mix, but you know, it is what it is. I mean. It's yeah. tough to play those big places. And you know, I agree with that completely. This and is the, not a. And the funny thing is, earlier in the set, I think you know probably a bunch of listeners have already seen Paul a bunch, and I've heard that he's sort of reused the set and all of that, and and I'm less familiar with that. But at the beginning of the show, there's sort of a DJ and he's playing, you know, Beatles music, Paul, Paul music, <laughs> and he's clearly playing like the songs that Paul isn't going to play for you. And the mix is so bad through the stadium system that I was worried about the show. I was like, oh, this sounds awful. Like, I don't know if you guys felt that way, but like where we were sitting and yeah, yeah, it just was like, oh, this is not good. I was worried about the show a little bit. Like if you're playing this Beatles mix, like why is it not like, you know, get Giles on the phone, like remix this thing for whatever is going on in stadiums because it sounded like it was coming off of Spotify. Like I was not... I was a little wary about it, and then you know things were things were cleared Hot up. Take. You know, <laughs> talking um, about I do. Giles. <laughs> <laughs> I, I was really impressed with just Paul's stamina. Like he yes, can, yeah. can he yeah. played like a thirty whatever song set list. Uh, you know, he his band like disappears for part of it. Paul's still up there playing solo. Like everybody else in the band got a little break. Paul did not. True. Yeah. Um, he just right. powered through the whole thing. And then like he did the whole thing again the next night. <laughs> I know. Yeah, right. That's what's crazy yeah. about it. Oh, I saw, uh, I don't like, he's, he looked like he was having such like a blast. I just, I can't picture him ever retiring like this this is just like he's gonna do this for the rest of his life it was on twitter i think from ryan walsh uh from hallelujah the hills and i think he remarked that paul doesn't drink water that entire show like you never saw him with like a drink on stage or hydrate i know the lights dip and maybe they give him a like a a b12 shot to his buttocks or something like maybe (laughs) something's going on but like that man is a machine. Like, how does he not, you know, yeah. maybe he's got a camelback built in there, you know, <laughs> in that Hoffner. <laughs> you think uh, like uh, to, to Scotty's point about the uh, the size of the show. I the you know, we actually did talk very little about the show. Yeah. I think, you know, we brought up a couple tunes and I, I want to hit some highlights in a second. But um, all that made me think was that if Paul McCartney comes to town again, I'm paying big money to get a better seat. Yeah. You know, like, I, I don't care. I'm going to pay. That was the most expensive ticket I've ever got paid for for a concert. And we had a great sight line, but we were pretty far away. And I think this is a group of four people who enjoy a rock club, not necessarily yeah, a stadium I, show. Right. You know, that's I go to a show my, like this my every vibe. five years, you know. Yeah. yeah, exactly. And I, you know, I would I would pay hundreds of dollars more to be halfway down on the free. What I thought was more interesting about Feeling that like angle part for me is like. What if he stopped doing these shows? Like, what if he went the the Springsteen on Broadway route, and if he didn't yeah, have to get in a plane or travel or fly or do whatever he's doing between stops? Like, imagine he gets to plant and be rested and in his own bed every single night, and is doing just like a theater show or something like that. Like, do you think he's so in love with the stadium performance? Because it did seem like he loved the stadium, you know. But I would also go the other route I where I would travel to wherever, and I would go see. 
that show. I'm not saying it has to be a upon Broadway, but I would go see that show. Paul taking over a theater in Vegas for a year. I would be there. I'd be there twice, you know? Yeah. yeah. I think it comes back to some of the things we've said about Paul before that maybe don't sound as endearing in that idea that he shies away from being so personal in his songwriting and his craft yeah. and everything. And if you're doing something like Springsteen on Broadway, it really has to be a bear your soul personal thing, which, hey, I'm, I'm in for it. Paul is like, I, I want every yeah, part of that. You yeah. know? He can do anything. Like He could do it. anything. You name uh, he it, could. he can do it. Yeah. And maybe he is taking the populace, like, let's go out here and reach as many people as possible. Though. Like, let's play baseball. Let's play yeah. 35,000 people a night. And, and, you know, it's a pricey ticket, but he's selling it out. People are showing up, you know. What he's do we think succeed. about the... Yeah. He's going to succeed. If you put him on Broadway, if you put him up there with somebody like yeah. Rick Rubin's thing he did, 3, 2, 1, yeah. on stage, and then exactly. he runs through songs, and he has all the instruments around him, like, all that's going to be great. Anything he does is going to be amazing. That was he played more instruments than I thought he was going to play. Yeah, you know, I thought uh-huh. he would play piano, guitar, bass, and then that George Harrison. You weren't expecting that ukulele. George Harrison ukulele you, yeah. bit was that got me. That almost got me more than the Lennon thing because yeah. I knew about the Lennon thing. Um, I loved yeah. that something moment. I really <clears throat> thought that that was that yeah. was pretty fantastic. I did too. Well, I, I, when he first came out with the uke and and started doing it, like he he was playing it fast, like. Yeah. He's playing, and I was like, uh-oh. Like, is he going to do this whole song, like, just rushing through it? <laughs> and then it got to, like, the midpoint of the song, like, where the guitar mm-hmm. solo happens, and, like, the whole band came in. It was, like, yeah. the original arrangement came back in. Uh, but, like, the slideshow that they had behind him was so yeah, – it's yeah. like it was just, like, Paul That's and great. George through the years, and it was so touching. Yeah. The visuals in the whole show were unbelievable, weren't they? Like, in, it's so weird to be like, that was an important part of the music. I'm not usually that guy, but – it really added something, yeah. I thought. You know? yeah, There's also some something. weird visuals where they're just like 3D renderings of like, I don't know, like long-legged giraffes. Beatles rock band? Like, yeah, exactly. Beatles rock band. Are, the animation and and when Beatles I play Beatles rock band, I'm also like relatively like, what is some of this stuff? And so I, I, I thought, you know. <laughs> Some of it seemed a little a little funny in like, there, but yeah. Like the giant elephant playing the yeah, bass drum. That's, that's exactly what <laughs> yeah. I'm talking about. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, like someone just. I'd love to. Yeah, sorry, go ahead. You know, someone just oh, gave, me? you know. Me? One guy some money, and he was like, oh, I've, I've heard being for the better for the Mr. Kite, and I'm a 3D artist. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, I would love to hit what I thought were some big highlights of the set quickly, run them down, and then maybe we wrap up here. Um, I mean, coming out with Can't Buy Me Love mm-hmm. was just a, a banger. Yeah. You know, you're like, this is, I'm at a Beatles show right now is what it feels like. Yeah. You know, it, you got everyone into um, it. I, I don't think there wasn't a person there like clapping and singing, you know. No. And part of me was almost like, oh, I wish he would have started with like Long Tail Winter Bird from McCartney 3 or something. So, you I will know, say that that was weird. Played well. I thought it was weird that there was no McCartney 3 stuff. There was so much fanfare and excitement. There was one song. There was one one song, but it was maybe the worst song of McCartney three. Um, it was the "You Come On to Me, I'll Come On to You" tune. Yeah, oh yeah, they come played on with me. Yeah. Um, oh yeah, yeah. But I I don't That's like not my that favorite song, song very much. No, um, let me roll it. Oh, oh my that goodness. Was- how good was Let Me Roll It? He was like, ripping that when yeah, he, he was ripping that riff hard too. Like that riff is his, so good. His and you know he loves playing yeah. that riff. He was doing the little Paul well, head bob thing. thing too. Like his instruments it. were not like buried in like the 
you know, the younger pros no. were doing everything. Like he was out front in everything he was doing. Uh-huh. It was awesome. Yep. I was I was really uh, happy that they that used a real horn section rather than trying to do it yes, on a synthesizer. Yeah. Um, having those three horn players and they look like they were having a blast too. They're yeah. they're dancing and and they sounded great. Um, I don't you know, think because we're going live. I just want to be. I don't think come, come on to me is from like Egypt Station. It's not on McCartney three. Oh, yeah. is it? Because I was like, my I bad. looked at this list ahead of time and I was like, why is there no McCartney three in here? Oh, that's very strange. Then I'm pretty sure. So, I could be wrong. I'm not a professional. Um, you might be right, dude. You might be right. You yeah, might that's be right. the one right before McCartney. Right? <laughs> yeah. might might be be and so yeah. I was really surprised about that because I was like, all this like all this lead up of like McCartney three stuff yeah. and so much excitement. But all things said, he's not playing McCartney one and two stuff. So you're like, all right, maybe this is a different thing. Like maybe this is the stadium show he gives us someday. Like maybe he doesn't yeah. think this is to be performed in this format or something. But yeah, like yeah, you probably. said, Long Tail Winter Bird or, or one of those things. Like I think he could have come out and played that when they yeah. when they changed the set and sort of went to that bayou. Uh, in front of the house or whatever. Bayou, yeah. that swampy front of house sort of, um, you know, origins set. They yeah. gave that but all sorry. to the DJ to take care of. But sorry, go back to let so me let me got... roll it. That was that was big. For... Oh, my God. I That was maybe a top two highlight for me. I have been singing show. that song ever since yeah. and i was like it's so great yeah. and you know what was really big like it's clearly like a rehearsed moment but he takes off like his denim jacket and he rolls his sleeves up during that song yeah, yeah, yeah <laughs> and yeah. uh tommy and i both have some matching tattoos of a rolled up shirt and i was like ah, oh, you know like paul's like all right i'm getting getting to work here like uh you know it's a rehearsed moment and you can see through it but because it was the first time i saw it i was like i like this a lot <laughs> <laughs> yeah Oh, absolutely. And, oh, everyone's hooting and hollering yeah. Yeah. like he's, As if he's ripping for yeah. them He's showing some forearm, an 80-year-old forearm. <laughs> Becker, you are absolutely right. Come on to me is an Egypt Station song. And with that, dear Scruffs and Team Blotto, I offer an official, in this very moment, talking about McCartney, a Paul. We're so sorry, Uncle Howard. Oh! Yeah, I thought I had looked Thank at I thought I had looked at out. it ahead of time. I was like, is there really no McCartney three yeah. stuff? Did I did I go get a beer yeah. during that? But uh Um So we got I've just seen a face. Do you know which great great song? Yeah, that, that Love good. it. The next night instead they got We Can Work It Out. Really? Did you, oh, that they was changed the that? one change uh, in the set. Oh. That was the only change which <clears throat> I would have much rather seen yeah. We Can Work It Out. Like yeah, I, I yeah, love that, that tune. Um Live and Let Die was awesome. Yeah. Pyrotechnics. Pyrotechnics. Yeah, you said to me right afterwards, boy, people still like <laughs> People went crazy about it. Like people yeah. really did like get a little too excited for fireworks, you know. Um we all knew I've got a feeling was coming, and so I think it maybe lost a little bit of the magic yeah. because we had we had heard about it, but it was still a very, very cool thing. I felt the real to thing see about it, be a part of. Yeah. yeah. There was a really big thing about seeing um, these, this type of show, too. And, and we started in the daylight, and that was weird. I felt yes. really out of it for probably the first five to ten songs. And then it got dark, yep. and you're in Fenway Park, and there's so many people there, but you can't quite see them. Like, I don't know. Then it just starts feeling 
more interesting or more intimate or something that's happening like I don't know uh, I remember being a kid and going to baseball games and when it got dark like it seemed scary that so many people were together in the dark and I mean, guys, I wasn't scared of the show. Don't worry, don't worry about that. But like, <laughs> at least you there's just something. Did. You did grab my hand. <laughs> something feels better about that. Did you say because his mom was <laughs> I there? I said at least he had his mom with him. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, something feels better in the dark. And then he had these two giant, brilliant, um, towering LCD screens on them. And they yeah. suddenly started looking so good. And they would cut to a shot where Paul was probably, you know, a uh, hundred feet tall. Like, I, I have no idea. Like, and it was yeah. amazing. Like, to be that far away, but to know that he was there and his picture was there and he's making this noise. Like, that all came together that I was like, oh, this is fantastic. Like, yeah. And I think that comes perfectly to my last highlight, which was Helter Skelter. Oh my gosh. Yeah, yeah. Um, and the reason, like, the song sounded awesome. It, it killed. Some wild visuals for that but one, too. Yeah. The yeah, yeah. best part of it in my mind was, and it comes back to what Scott started with here, they took away the video of the band during that time, and you were forced. They had some wild, wild visuals going on on all those screens, but you were forced to watch the band, even if they were a little smaller. And that was yeah. awesome. Like, that was the moment where I was like, I'm at a Paul McCartney show right yeah. now. This is unreal. Instead of being like, I'm watching Paul on TV to some degree. You know? I'm so curious about how he decides to pick all of these songs. But like, I do feel like that piece of Helter yeah. Skelter was like, that's like a statement performance where he's basically like, you know, I'm going to leave. Like, I'm not going to let them forget that this is one of my songs. You know? Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. so, um, I, th so I, I did think was it was great. a little weird. And like that encore was just straight on, you know, Beatles to the you know yeah all yeah. the way through but like uh preceding Helter Skelter with Birthday was I yeah, think that really was... kind of put me yeah that's right took me out of it for a minute I, was like, <laughs> I know what? Uh, absolutely if I have limited time with Paul and I've basically paid I don't know you know two dollars a minute or something like that I don't need to hear Birthday like I really don't Not and I get all. it and he went around and they did the sign thing I think during that and they're like oh who's got a birthday and all of that like I get it it's crowd work but I don't need it. Like, there, give me any. I mean, we haven't had to rape birthday yet, thank God. But like, maybe give me any other Beatles song right there, and I would be much more well, happy. You know, Rocky Raccoon. Gosh, <laughs> <laughs> um, it was great. You know, I think it's probably probably time to move on. It was great. I would go back. Yeah. Um, I assume a ton of people one, who listen have seen it. I mean, on Twitter, I see everyone. Yeah. Everyone going I mean, Tommy pretty it, much so said that he's going to buy us all way more expensive tickets. Oh, yeah. That was I'm an interesting yeah. commitment <laughs> you made. Yeah. This Thank is a you. good time to bring up uh, the fact that at blottobeatles.com right now, there's a sale at our T-shirt <laughs> so store. Uh, go and buy a T-shirt. We see about 50 cents from each one of those T-shirts. Yeah. They're on sale for $14 right yeah. now. Uh, and you can get your All Apologies shirt. Lotto, you can wear it around. And you buy enough of those, we're getting those good tickets, getting those good seats next time. Um, final quick story. I got home late that night. It was probably, what, Scotty, uh, two in the morning yeah, by the time we so, really yeah. rolled in. And um, went to bed, woke up the next morning, kind of bleary-eyed and very tired. And my wife said, how was it? And I said, it was great. Uh, I got this, uh, you know, awesome show, blah, blah, blah. I also got a bootleg T-shirt on the side of the road, which I didn't mention. My mom got one. My brother got one. We said, how much? The guy says, $20. And my mother goes, how about 15 
And he goes, yeah, all right, 15. And for the rest of the night, she was like, do you see me talking to him? Do you see me do that? See me? I only paid $15. So I'm talking to my wife, and I'm like, yeah, you know, got a shirt, and I'm, I'm excited. So I go downstairs. I'm getting ready. She comes down, and she looks at it, and she goes, you said it was a bootleg shirt, huh? I was like, yeah. And she goes, yeah, no kidding. It says got back. It doesn't even say get back. <laughs> That's and I was like, well, that, that was actually yeah. the name of the tour. It's not that far off. I was like, that'd be that amazing. Like I wish Paul, Ma- a full Paul McCarthy's yeah. got back. McCarthy, yeah. <laughs> That's awesome. Yeah. yeah, on the merch front, I didn't grab the bootleg shirt, but I was like, oh, I'm going to get the koozie. You know, like he had a koozie up there, but he was selling $30 koozies. And I can't in good conscience do that. You know, we have Blotto Beatles koozies and, you know, we bought. Yeah. I don't know, the koozie, 500 the of them or something? can't be more than the beer you're putting in it. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. <laughs> and I don't know. A koozie costs us maybe 33 cents, I think, in volume. So, you know, no no disrespect to, to Paul. I'm sure he has nothing to do with his merchandising, but I just didn't I feel good about jealous. it. I was jealous. RB got that that blue get-back shirt that has the outline. Oh, yeah. yeah. Like him sitting in the chair. Paul, That's like when he, he wrote, yeah. the, wrote the get-back. That song, yeah. I I might go online. That's one of the official shirts. Know. That was yeah, like was that official. was like the, the sixty dollars shirt, right? It was yeah. forty five, I think. All right, all right. Yeah, I got a regret about missing out on that one. I might go back and pick one up. Got to do it. Well, guys, it was a great time. I do hope we get the opportunity to do that again. Um, you know, what? I'm gonna say it does make me say that we should we should go see Ringo. I think so. I think so. Yeah, yeah. Ringo happened to be basically at the same time in Boston. Like it was only a couple of days apart, and so. Um, we kind of had to make our decision, which right, we we made the right I decision. Think we but <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, it makes COVID me think that yeah. <laughs> I <laughs> I I'm more excited to be like, all right, I, we should see Ringo now. Like we should we should do it. Definitely. Yeah. So, fellas, we're here for one reason only, and that is to look at the official list of Blotto Beatles. This is an annual event now. Blotto vetoes. We are going to hopefully move one song on this list. Um, you, dear listeners, know Let that every episode, of Blotto Beatles, <laughs> every episode of Blotto Beatles ends with us placing the song we've discussed on our canonical list, um, sometimes at the height of inebriation, or at the very least at the height of a few drinks later. And sometimes you wake up the next morning and you say, what did we Emotions do? from a guest. Yeah. I think things went wrong yeah. last night. Um, and so we have allowed ourselves once per year the opportunity to make a pitch to each other on a song we believe should be moved and to come to consensus on moving that one song. We will vote at the end of this. And if we can agree by a majority, we will move one of these songs. If we can't come to some level uh, of agreement, then the list stands and we know it's perfect. So, <laughs> Scotty, um, like I called you last night. Like, you, I just need you to find like... 11,000 votes on Cape Cod. (laughs) (laughs) I know like 11 people on Cape Cod. (laughs) So do you you guys have any questions about uh, how this is going to work? I'm going to pick the order right now. I got to pick our wheel. A couple minutes each, right? Yeah, we get two we get minutes two minutes each. each to make our case. I'll put the clock on. Um, and at most, you don't need to use. All, you can yield the rest of your minutes uh, to no one, and then the next person gets their two minutes. <laughs> yeah, I'm not and uh, I just, I'll stonewall yeah. you guys before I give you. You're a, gonna fill before I give you another minute. You're gonna read from the phone <laughs> book. Yeah. 
You're going to read from a Mark Lewis <laughs> book? What's going on over there? Um, I can't wait to hear the ticker. Yeah, okay. Let's, let's pick the order, the order right now. I got I got I got the wheel in front of me. Here we go. First up on the second annual Blotto Veto special is... Scotty Blotto! Scott gets the first pick yeah. this year. Do you want to do them all now, or wow, do you want me to do the, my thing now? I'm going to do oh, them all good, right good. now. I'm going to remove you from the wheel, and we're going to go to the next one. That's a real wheel, Tommy. Number Mayer. two. Tommy Blotto, number two. Oh, Dave Cruz. Now he loses. Right. First is the worst. He's going third and fourth here. Fourth is good because I think you're, yeah. you're like the you're leaving everyone with a memory, you know. What do we get? Blotto Becker. All right, oh, all right. That's a clutch spot. And then our Blotto goes last. Interesting. All right. All right. Let's hear it. So we have so no interruption. Here. Everyone gets gets their time. Unless you directly yep. address and are aggressive against another blotto, and then I, I feel like they get to speak <laughs> up. Yeah, yeah. If yeah. you come for me, I come for you. Then I'll come for words. you. Yeah. All right. So you all prepared your PowerPoint presentations, right? <laughs> <laughs> I'm doing more of a TED Talk right. <laughs> style thing. I got my headset mic in the back. I'm gonna put it on, and get a spotlight oh, out. Perfect. Um, I can run a timer here, Scott. Actually, right. I believe because you're going first anyway. So we'll go two minutes on the clock. Are you ready, sir? I'll wait till you start, and then I'll hit start. Sounds good. Um, let me get the list here. I am ready. So my choice, I've been talking about this song being too low, and it the song is All My Loving uh, for quite a while. It was our first episode, I believe. And I feel yep. like this song has all the makings of great songwriting, it has one of the most unique and memorable Beatley, you know, in the style of the Beatles, um, arrangements, melody, and the chord progression's interesting. And, you know, John plays this cool uh, rhythm guitar, and the solo is not really a solo. It's kind of like a singy part on the guitar. I just think it's like an in incredibly well-crafted pop song, and the Beatles are a pop band. So um, I'm proposing that it is better, and I'm not going to worry about any of the songs in between. <laughs> <laughs> it is better than the Magical Mystery Tour. Which puts it at what number? It would put 19. it at 19. It's currently at 26. <coughs> From 26 to 19. Currently at 26. Yeah. And you want to move it to 19. What's right above Magical Mystery Tour? Just curious. Benefit being from for Mystery Tour. Being for the benefit of Mystery Tour. Yeah. Gotcha. Okay. And All right. All right. We can discuss these songs in between when we argue, but I'm looking at the I'm I was looking at the highest song that I thought All My Loving was better than, and I don't think any of the ones above it are. But uh, interesting, I do think it's better Current. than Magical Mystery Tour. I like it. Strong, strong case. Made his case. Twenty five seconds left. Scott is done. I did ask a question. I apologize for asking a question in the middle no. there. I shouldn't no. have. Had you needed extra time, I think <laughs> I would have been obligated. To give you <laughs> Parliamentary procedure would have, would have demanded. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> Robert's rules. <laughs> um, 
So next. was I number two? Was that right? I'll put the timer on. All right. Uh, when you, Thank you, very you much. say here we go, or when you start saying it, I will right, yeah, click. Yeah. I'm not starting yet. What I, I'm gonna? Uh, <laughs> oh, we I'm got gonna, a preamble, uh, the guy over <laughs> yeah. here, huh? Yeah, I'm gonna preamble a second here. I'm gonna. We only have the two minute timer because of time. For the record, I like all the songs. <laughs> <laughs> I like all the songs in between. For the record, yeah. <laughs> um, my issue is I have four. Potentials. Oh, you have to pick the number one. Never really picked one. You didn't have a top dog. Ready? Here we go. I'm going with Tell Me Why, guys, from A Hard Day's Night. And this is one I've come back to a few times in conversations we've had since we recorded this episode. I think I was pretty harsh on this song for its lyrical content during uh, the recording of the episode. And for whatever reason, that brought me down. And it, it's, I think it's, was heavy-handed on my part, and I think that kind of swayed you guys to put it on the list where we did. The Beatles at this time were saccharine in their lyrics from start to finish. Right? There, there, there weren't deeper lyrics there. And for me to hold them to a standard that they established two, three years later in their career is wildly unfair. Uh, when you look at the song, Tell Me Why, and what it's pulling from uh, American music and especially kind of the doo-wop music of the time, I think transforming that and, and making it the Beatles' own, I think it's a really neat idea. My argument is that we should move Tell Me Why from number 36 up to number 27, um, which puts it uh, above things we said today. All right. So we're looking at all I've got to do, wait, free as a bird, eight days a week, one after nine out of nine, it's all too much. Martha, my dear, and I'll follow the sun. I'm doing a hard push here for Tell Me Why, because I think it really is the epitome of Beatlemania and the Beatles at the height of their popularity. Wow. You got about 30 seconds left, too. Want me to interrupt you a little bit? Wow. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, all right. That's some... um, I kind of took this in a little bit different direction. I guess I'm I'm I, I'm ready to ready to go. I think. Tell me why it's way down All there, right. huh? You, yeah. Yeah. Way too low down, huh? Tell me why. <laughs> I just did <laughs> in a minute and thirty seconds. <laughs> I love that you had four ready because I was a little bit more challenged. Than I kind of want to know what the other three were, but we'll do yeah, that. Yeah, yeah, but <laughs> that's that's blood. Blo- Come together should be number one. <laughs> that's what I thought you were gonna do. <laughs> That is one of the best. You can't throw this. That's all I If you didn't lead with it, that doesn't count. Uh, (laughs) No, it doesn't count. Um, Yeah, so for me, I I took it from the angle of we've got a weird list and and things just sort of keep getting weirder and weirder. And I think that the toughest things to move right now are sort of in the top 10. So I decided that I was going to get active inside of the top 10 um, and sort of start shuffling things around a little bit inside of there because – it's really hard to move, right? I've made a, a really passionate plea on happiness as a warm gun. It's clear that you guys aren't super on board with that. It's clear that a bunch of our guests are not on board with it, except for maybe Ken Womack. Everyone else seems to be like, what? You know? So I, I'm not moving that. I, I'm still really supportive of that. But I think when I look at the list and think about it, it's, it's that I want to move. Here comes the sun. And that's a big song for me. And I think it's, it's, it's great. And I love George. Being number two, we had Long, Long, Long for a long time in the top ten, in the top couple of three spots. But my real proposal is that we take 
Tomorrow Never Knows and put it into the second spot. Because as friends and listeners, Tomorrow Never Knows influences all of the musical shit that we love. And Walter Martin came on and he made a very good point when he was placing his tune where he's like, Tomorrow Never Knows is great because we just talked about it with Ethan, I think. But he was like, but is it a song? Is it this or that? And I was swayed about that in the moment and being like, you are a great songwriter. And, and so all of those things. But Tomorrow Never Knows is fucking revolutionary. We have it only at seven right now. We have it behind Ballad of John and Yoko and I'm So Tired. And I think it needs to be bumped up. I think we need to move it to number two and sort of start shuffling it all down the line because i think where the big mix-up needs to happen in, is is in the top 10 you done i'm done this guy's got a whole minute left oh, have you swayed did i sway you well <coughs> i have things to say did but I i'm gonna wait are you things Patrick i said Swayne? today are gonna be i i have a i have a lot to say but we gotta let we gotta let rb uh do his right. piece and then we'll argue or or discuss i should say all right here we go so i the one i am looking at is uh free as a bird (laughs) uh i like this so free as a bird is ranked too high currently it sits (laughs) above it sits above tunes from rubber soul sits above tunes from a hard day's night like this song was written and recorded by lennon in 1977 it has Jeff Lynn production all over it. There's Freeza Bird has no business being as high as it is right now. And I am proposing that we bump it down. Uh, uh, down below, uh, let's see. We've got, so uh, the ones underneath uh, Freeza Bird are wait. All I've got to do, tell me why. You can't do that. <laughs> I'm still going to go down below all of these. What you're doing, don't bother me. I'm going to stick it right above, baby, it's you. That's my proposal. Okay. It's an interesting one. We did have some fun on that episode. Um, It's a fair point. As with Chris? Yeah. Yeah, it was Chris McKittrick, right? He had written the the Petty book, and we were talking uh, uh, Wilburys. We had some fun. I think we drank a lot of uh, I think that in the yeah, middle of I the day. I think a lot of times, yeah, a lot of times <laughs> what happens is a certain guest has something, a certain take on it, and, and in particular that song I remember being at, at an age where the Beatles came out with something. I got the 45. It was so yeah. cool, and so I, I, you know, it meant more to me emotionally than Did RB yield his time to you, or are you just pleading his time? Uh, <laughs> <you guys laughs> sure, <laughs> In <laughs> he hasn't oh. said shit in like 30 seconds. I mean, <laughs> <laughs> all right. Well, as 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 the rules go, we need to vote. But Tommy, do you want to give us a quick rundown on what we're voting on? <clears throat> so we are now going to vote. We can't vote on our own tune because that would be We'd all vote on our own. Yeah. <laughs> um, and so we are each going to write down on a piece of paper. We'll take a little time here. And uh, write down who you think won the argument, who you think has their, their pick Wait, right. Um, do we want to argue a little bit yeah. now before we write it? I mean, uh, do, do you want to like ask yeah. someone a question like, or something? Is I, that what I, you're saying? I mean, okay. I'm just, I mean I, you can't 
change what they said though right i mean that's that's part of it. like becker i i know what you're saying i don't know about number two about i hear you saying about, i i hear about Oh, what are you trying to haggle yeah. right now? You're like, maybe yeah, I can give me all my love and And then if you next next year on the wheel, if you get above me, we'll do a pick swap, right? Like yeah, this I is mean, what you're I'm doing luxury, right now. You know? <laughs> yeah. We just have this funny top ten that has a ton of, I mean, a ton of John. Like Paul barely squeaks into it, and then we have George. I love Here Comes the Sun. I really do, but it's. Yeah, how and it's gonna be like a top twenty song. Like we're gonna keep talking about "Here Comes the Sun," or you know, but like some of this stuff probably needs to move. And so I am proposing this radical shift, you know, to start, you know, getting with the times a little bit. Oh, yeah, I love right now how you're presenting yourself <laughs> as like, oh, I'm, I don't, I don't know, you, I know you guys don't want to be as edgy as I am right now, yeah. and like as radical. Dudes, you guys are like moving things in the things in the 30s and 20s, and it might as well be the 1920s the way we're talking about it. Because I'm saying like, let's get with the times, let's talk oh top God, tens, let's do yourself. some bold moves. And I'm talking tomorrow never knows, right? Yeah, we're a podcast yeah. that's t- t- experimented with our brains a little bit, and you're gonna tell me that tomorrow never knows isn't one of the greatest brain experimentations. Tomorrow's never going to know about this conversation because you ain't winning. I know oh. that. <laughs> All right. Um, you want to start right. writing yeah, some uh, names down or you, you want to argue a little bit? I got mine right. Yeah. I've, I've written mine. Uh, and it doesn't include your name. All right. It's <laughs> We're writing the – it does not include my name. We're writing the person's name, not nec- not the pick. I mean, I guess Can we play a little but. theme song music while we're doing this? What about the word? You want to hear the word? You know that one? By the Beatles. How about R the word? Is the word not drink with me? Is the word with so risky? Is the word not have a shot? Is the word that we got blotto? Blotto Beatles brought to you by BlottoBeatles.com. Go to our store and get a t-shirt on sale for $14. And we're back. Oh, we're back, yeah. <laughs> All right. RB left. He <laughs> was so upset with this episode, which is weird. I feel like he did be disrespect with <laughs> other episodes. Um, you know, we do drink on our episodes. And, yeah, you know, yeah. nature may Have we not talked about that enough? Oh, he needed um, a pen. He's back. He needed a pen, and that's He's a very, a he very needed a pen. All right, important thing when you have to write something on a piece of paper is yeah. a pen. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, I wrote mine in blood, and I I, I'm, I'm actually unhappy that you all guys right. were not committed enough to the pod to sort of sketch in blood. So, are we doing it all at once? Are we doing it around the horn? Yeah, we do it all at once. I think we're gonna, and then I will, uh, I will announce for the listening. On, or should we go around the? You want to go around the horn? That Should might I trust be better. You? I'll tell you what I voted for. Why do we write it down if we're just going to go around there? Oh, yeah. Okay. <laughs> One, two, three, go. All right. So I've got Scotty Blotto. Oh, no. <laughs> so <laughs> picked R. Blotto. RB picked Scotty Blotto, and Becker picked R. Blotto. We, <laughs> we have a two-way tie. <laughs> wow, this is crazy. We have a two-way I actually did not see so this So Becker coming. and I have been shut out. Becker oh, and I have been shut yeah. out. Totally shut out. This is also my second year in a row with zero votes. <laughs> <laughs> on my take i want to just point that the, out not that i'm holding a hint. grudge <laughs> not that i'm holding a um, grudge but so all right here's what i'm gonna say 
we have an opportunity right now. I, I think we got a minute or two. Um, if we have questions we want to ask Becker of these two, or if they have final statements, or if they want to pick on each other a little bit about the picks. Like, do you, Scotty, do you see a hole in RB's argument, or RB, do you see a hole in Scotty's argument? Well, we voted for each other. I actually voted for RB because I thought his argument was pretty uh, it was, it was pretty great. I mean, um, I mean, if I have to make a direction, you know, a vote, like, we have Free as a Bird, an anthology tune, like we said, that John recorded on a boombox that Jeff Lynn got his, his dirty fingernails into. We have that at 33, above a bunch of records and songs that we like. Okay. Um, I, I, I think it's a hard case. I think we have to bump it down and sort of resettle so, a bit. You know. You said what? Above Becker, Baby counterpoint. What was it? Sha-la-la-la-la-la-la. <laughs> Yes, above is that, yeah, is that what you is that what you suggest? That's that's where I slotted it. Yeah, yeah I, I, I can see that. Becker, yeah. here's what I'll say as a counterpoint to that argument, and this is maybe the best way to handle this: is that we argue for the people we voted for to try and convince each other to change the vote. Isn't um, that what I just did without talking what, about it? Isn't that what I just yeah? But I'm gonna yeah, I, did as sort of a gifted podcaster. <laughs> oh boy! Here we go. I can't edit this, guys. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's vote so, for your favorite between Tommy and Becker. Real quick, write it, write it down. Forget about the Who's list. your favorite A-side? <laughs> so, uh, let, let's talk about Scott's pick for yeah. a second. Um, it, actually, let's talk about RB's pick. Oh, Maybe Freeze a Bird isn't the best song. What got you back into the Beatles after being a kid? What was the big event of maybe the 1990s <laughs> that revitalized you, you the Beatles that for you? That actually was the was the was the moment my parents I, I, divorced I'm and i was anthology. filled with so much sadness as a kid looking John, at a Paul, George broken and Ringo household were there to console you no seeing them in the anthology very, was almost scary in a way you know but going back and thinking about what was my vote which <laughs> 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 guy did i pick <laughs> Um, Free as a Bird was great It was an awesome video It was fun of the time It doesn't stand up Like that's that's the reality of it You know All My Loving I also think is fantastic I do think that we're short shifting it But we've got next year There's 2023 Let's deal Oh Let's deal with Free as a Bird Let's put this bird to bed So you want me to bring All this back next, is next year you said? The most <laughs> important song all My Lovin' is the most important song to introducing the people to an, um, the American people to the Beatles. Like, let's let's take what a great song it is out of that and just talk about the cultural context of it being important, way more important than Good Day Sunshine, right? Like, which is right above it. So much more important than Lady Madonna or, or Nowhere Man. Uh, this is what brings the Beatles to America. And not only that, it's got a sick melody. It's a banger. Like if it was thing, so, and if it was John so Lennon important, Tommy, part. why didn't Paul yeah. play it last week? Why did he open good. his set with "Can't Buy Me good. Love"? If, if he played "All My Lovin'," the place would have erupted. Everybody would have exploded. <laughs> filled with urine. Would have been you think filled the, with urine. You think the stadiums are like, we can't. We'll do "Can't Buy Me Love." We can't yeah. allow "All My Love." I'm pretty sure. <laughs> yeah. I'm, I'm the the green father. monster will crumble. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> Close your eyes. I mean, come oh on! Like he's, he's it's bouncing great. all over the place with this great vocal. And, but and that's where I think it's like solidly. Pl- it, so here's here's the biggest argument. The biggest argument I want to make about this: if all my loving never moved, 
Does it belong to be, once we get to 220 tracks, does it belong to be at 26? After, it does after the rest it's of going the to get It's going to get shifted. Yeah. It's a lower tune. It's, it's, it's top 50. It's not yeah. bottom 50. It's top 50. But it's already under half of that. It's already halfway yeah. there. Yeah. You know, but I'm saying where it sits right now. If you had to... You want you me know, to be patient? Is that what you're saying? If tomorrow we all got hit by a bus and they read this list at all of our funerals... Magical mystery Becker, bus. Tomorrow never... <laughs> exactly. That's what I'm saying. I'm putting a back-end vote for my own tune right there. <laughs> revote. Do we want to do a quick uh, a quick revote and see if anyone was swayed? I mean, I can't, I, I can't change There's it. no one swayed. I can't change my mind. I can't between vote for you mine. Two. <laughs> so it's between Tommy and I. Yeah, I am. St- well, you you could vote. You could vote for me. <laughs> <laughs> Let me talk one more time. About <laughs> here's the thing. I'm I'm not cha- I'm, I'm not, not changing, changing my, my vote either. All right. So I think the then here's where we are at the second annual Blotto Beatles. Here's the good news, everyone. We have a perfect. <laughs> That's the realization. We just nothing needed to be moved. We have an absolutely perfect. Maybe we list. could throw something out right? there to the to the Blotto rough. Yeah, I would love to hear, no. you know. I'm not letting them get their mitts <laughs> no? on this thing. Wow. That's so no controlling. Yeah. <laughs> oh, wait, we're doing this somebody, live. Somebody yeah. please right drunk, yeah. no somebody please drunk <laughs> dial and tell no. us who. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I, I mean, I. Actually, I, I would love a drunk dial on who was, besides me, who was right. <laughs> right. How about this? This is a fun question. Yeah. Which song of the four that we suggested moving you think is Paul McCartney's? Like how's how's his list of those four? Even though they're not all his songs, like the like where he would put them or the best. What does he think? Ranking the songs we just talked about. Know. Yeah, if he if you rank those four as a foursome, one, two, three, and four. Oh, he. Put I think he put all my loving first. Sure. I think he put tomorrow never knows. You can't do that. He put free as a bird, and then you can't do that. It no, wasn't you wasn't can't do that. that. You don't even know the name of my song. <laughs> you, you, you're highlighted <laughs> in the wrong cell. And yeah. <laughs> oh, tell me why. I don't and then he would put, "You can't do that." Tell me why. You think he put "Tell me why" behind? So free he would we all agree. I, if you were Paul, if you're Paul, oh, shit, I'm arguing for free as a bird. If you're Paul, that's a pretty amazing moment. Like, this is kind of pre-technology, pre-before you could do all of this stuff, and it's like Paul can sing with John and put this out in the world. Like, yeah, and it was up. like an international, global, like. Shit, should we be yeah, moving free yeah. as a bird Keep up going. this list? <laughs> should it no. should it be in the number two slot? <laughs> but the one thing I got out of it was you said all everybody pretty much said all my loving is number one. Yeah, yeah. Uh, all my loving is too low. Like I I think you're probably you right about right. that. But but I, I want to address the, the I want to address the the free as a bird in the room. You know, like it is. To be honest, uh, all my loving was the song I was going to talk about first. I, I told you guys I had four songs. Right. I was going to move All My Loving Up. I was actually going to move it one higher than Scotty did. I was going to put it above being for the men of the mystery Ooh. guys. I was going to hot take. That was a hot take. Thing. Bold move. That's a hot yeah. take. Especially yeah. that we just saw Paul do being for the benefit. Uh, so. Yeah, he played the bass. That's a yeah, tough thing playing to the do bass and that singing one. that at the same time. Oh. Blew my brain out. Seriously, I had to go get a well, pretzel. Fellas, <laughs> yeah, I d- that's the funny thing about the stadium thing. It. Like, I don't see a lot of music and eat food, but I did eat a pretzel with my mom. Yeah. I split the pretzel. I didn't really split it equally. I had three quarters. She had a quarter. <laughs> yeah, yeah, mom. She did say she was starving. <laughs> <after the show. laughs> 
Uh, fellas, I, I think we did it. I think that was the second annual Blato Vito. With no Great Vito. Job, guys. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. With, with no, no what? Vito. This was the problem with no veto. This is the problem of adding a fourth of adding RB. So we either need to screwed it up. We need a fifth. We either need to get (laughs) kick some. We need we need to fire someone, (laughs) or we need to get a fifth. So uh, we'll we'll have those discussions offline. Because what we need on this podcast is one more voice, (laughs) (laughs) one more drunken, (laughs) interrupting, forgetful. Um, we'll be back real soon with an episode. We were actually hoping to release one this week. We're throwing this one up instead, um, and we'll we'll be getting an episode maybe uh, you know in, in the coming days. You'll see something very soon from us. But as always, we do encourage you to enjoy Blotto Beatus responsibly. Please um, subscribe to us, rank us on your podcast app of choice. Visit BlottoBeatles.com once again where there is a sale on the old T-shirt shop. And please, please, drunk dial us. Give us a message. Drop us a line about uh how you think this veto discussion went this evening and uh, or on the socials at blotto beetles twitter instagram etc you can find us everywhere uh you go that's all i got everyone you got anything all Scotty. i got is peace and love and love what do you got play us I out got a little on bit of peace song. and love as well uh, you want a little something on the yeah. way out as we all enjoy blotto beetles responsibly play us out Good night. you're wrong.